Alex Simmons. This is Chris Ryan. Yes. Have we, have we finally reached each other? Yes. Can you hear me, sir? I can hear you oh so well. I'm so excited. We had a little technical difficulties, but we're here with Tell the Damn Story special episode to celebrate the release of our joint venture, Blackjack. Trials <laughs> by fire and ice. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Did a little dun, dun, dun. Where's that? Where's that? Um, where's that announcer that we used to work with? That was uh, was so cool. That the one that used to do all the major um, movie and I was like, imagine if this in a world this you know you know the guy in a world about. where yeah. Well, we are here. Hello? We're about to release, or today we are releasing Blackjack, Trial by Fire, Trial by Ice. One written by me, one written by you. And uh, this is a unique uh, Blackjack uh, volume that uh, we thought merited an episode of Tell the Damn Story. It starts with the uh, Alex's Adventures in Russia. How did you get involved with Russian creatives, especially touring this political climate? Hello. Here we're having we're still having some technical challenges. So instead of headphones and and even my um, even my uh, Bluetooth just sort of went funky on me. So here we are. We'll just we'll just do it live and in person. All right. So did you hear my question? Anyway, you were saying, how did I, how did I get involved? How did you get involved with Russian creatives? It, yeah, the, the short story, because this is a long one, but the short story, uh, it started in, I've got it right now. I've got to try and remember this correctly. Um, I believe it was, let's see, because I went there in 17, so it must have been in 16, yeah. So in 2016, uh, a buddy of mine, an artist and writer, Jerry Kraft, uh, called me up out of the blue one day and said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm touring around the city with six Russian comic and cartoon artists who are visiting through the, you know, the U.S. State Department, visiting the United States. They've been on tour through you know, most of the country or parts of the country, and they're in New York for the, only a few days. And among all the things they, they want to see, uh, they want to, to go up to the Archie offices. They want to see where Archie is, is created and all that, you know, worked on and, you know, he knew that I worked on Archie. I'd written uh, Archie for a while. So he said, can you, can you make that happen? And I said, let me try. And, of course, I called up and I talked to Mike Florido, uh, who's the president of the, the company. And I said, Mike, this is what's happening. Blah, blah, blah. You think maybe? And he said, you know, thinking about it. He went, yeah, sure. Let me just check. He checked with a couple of people and came back. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Come on up. So uh, a couple of days later, um, I, they're going to go up there. And they said, you're coming, right? And I said, well, uh, I I didn't plan on, but they said, yeah, fine. No, come, please. So I got up there, introduced them to the people, the staff members there, a couple of the artists were in, which was, was cool, and uh, wound up giving the tour <laughs> of the space. I hadn't, hadn't expected that, but I wound up giving the tour. And, and it was great because, you know, the editors who were working there, you know, were really very welcoming. The artists were very into it. They're very excited about being in this place. Because, you know, you got to remember, Archie's been around for 70-some-odd years. And it's in multiple languages and multiple countries. So many, many human beings have grown up 
reading that book or, or, or looking at those images. And it's, it's somehow a part of their lives. So uh, we had the wonderful tour there. We went to uh, a restaurant together after that. And then we met with a film producer. I'm not really sure how they worked that out. But they met with a film producer who gave them a wonderful sort of uh, workshop on how movies and things are done. And this was a uh, film producer, Michael Usland. And I got invited to the luncheon and I got invited to go to the sit-in with, with Michael. And it was a great, great day. By the end of the day, you know, a couple of the uh, cartoonists and I had gotten to be friendly, you know, just exchanging ideas. And you mean the Russians? Comics. Excuse me? You're talking about the Russian cartoonists. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, I'm still with them. <laughs> Jerry was there and, and, and six Russian comic artists and cartoonists were there. And it, it just really turned into a wonderful exchange uh, of, of ideas and, and comic techniques and things like that, you know, writing, creating comics. It was just a good day for everybody. So um, while talking to them, uh, one of them said, you know, uh, we, we must talk some more. I, I guess her name is uh, Anna. I guess she had some thoughts, you know, wanted to share. So a couple of days later, we wound up meeting for coffee. And she said, you know, there's this annual comic convention in Russia every year. It's been going on for like, I think at that point, 15 years or something like that. And it's called the Comisia. And she said, it would really be great if we could get you there. And I thought, yeah, that would, would be cool. I've wanted to, you know, visit the country since I saw Dr. Zhivago and James Bond from Russia with Love. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. But, you know, it's not something I could just reach into my pocket, pull out, you know, an Amex card and off we go. Uh, she said, no, let me let me look into this. And they sometimes invite artists and so forth and so on. So, you know, in my heart, I was like, yeah, this would be cool. But I, I think there's probably a hundred reasons why it won't work. And then sure enough, January of 2017, I get the invitation. And then soon after that, the State Department got involved and said, we'll bring you over for this event. And by the way, since you're going to be in Moscow, would you mind visiting another city and, you know, meet with kids and, and comic artists and so forth there? And I said, sure. You mean you want, to, you want me to travel and you'll pay for it? Yeah, I'm down. And, and that, was, that was pretty much the beginning of it. Yeah. Uh, so we... Um I remember we really had a number of very serious discussions about the ramifications of uh, first you going over there and whether there'd be backlash or whatever. Um, and then eventually we discussed it again once you came back so um, inspired. But we, uh, we kind of came up with two explanations, right? <laughs> one was people over politics. What was the other one? Uh, comics over chaos. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and that's actually our philosophies. You know, yeah. that's, that's really kind of, kind of how we roll, folks. And the impression that I got was that your experience in Russia proved that out when you met the people. Yes, uh, 101%. I mean, it's, to be you know, sort of really straightforward here for more than a moment, uh, a number of people I spoke to, not just you and I discussing that, the pros and cons of political standpoint, you know, situations that were going on at that, that moment and all that. But, you know, some people say, you know, it's dangerous with all these things that are going on all over the world and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you're going over to Russia and look what's happening. And someone said to me, you know, you could get over there and we, we don't want anything to happen. We don't want you to get shot. And I said, you know, honestly, I could get shot here. And it was like, <clears throat> they, they looked at me for a moment about to come back with a remark and then realized, Oh, hell, yeah. 
yeah, yes. I said, so my attitude was, I can be hurt and, you know, either attacked or in an accident. There could be political ramifications, racist ramifications right here. Right. Why was I going to worry about traveling to another country? You know, but, really. But you, thankfully, you weren't shot in either places. As a matter of fact, you were inspired. Uh, and it was by the people. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I can. Because first off, you know, the, 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 the phrase that we came up with, the, the one people over politics, is based on the fact that that's how we meet people. That's, that's the way I was raised. That's what you were taught. You meet the people. You don't meet the race. You don't meet the culture. You don't meet the flag. You know, yeah, there are yeah. those elements in there, but you meet the person one-on-one -on -one and you deal with that. And so when I went over there, I didn't have preconceptions about what folks are going to be like. And surely, you know, I hope I wasn't going to run into any garbage, but if I did, I did. So when I got over there from literally being picked up at the airport in the consulate car by, you know, one of their drivers uh, who, who's Russian, not American, he's Russian. He lives there, he works there, he was raised there, married, children, all that stuff. The ride at 4.30 in the morning started with this man telling me, you know, well, this is the city, so forth. And then he points to an apartment complex, says, you know, I, I lived there with this and talked about his family. And we got into a whole thing of just talking about day-to-day -day breathing and eating and moving around and doing what you do to survive. That was it. That was the very beginning of my experience there. And it continued on that level all the way through my visit of some 10, 12 days. Uh, and I wasn't just in a, in a cocoon of people who are only connected to either the Comic-Con or the American consulate. I met people on the streets, in restaurants, in subway systems, you know, and I went to other events. And when I flew from Moscow, which is the first city I, I, I went to, when I flew from there to the second city, Yekaterinburg, it's a smaller city, um, you know, again, you, I, I was pretty much 99% of the time the only black person I saw anywhere. And some people would look like, what, what, where'd he come from? How'd that happen, right? And others would look at me and look away, you know, and then some would not even notice. And I mean, literally, it's, it's just moving through the day. The people I met, the people I talked to, no matter who, what, where they were, I was just talking to people. Whether I was at a speaking engagement or uh, touring around or moving around, uh, visiting various places, or uh, sometimes doing the, the comic workshops that I was doing, I would present, you know, my information. I would present what I was doing uh, either with or without an interpreter. And then at the end of it, you know, people, the audience would come up to me. Sometimes it's teens, older teens or, or people, you know, full-grown adults. But other times it was a lot of children with their parents. And again, with or without an interpreter, I was exchanging with, having dialogues with them. And you see the parents are just as excited to have the kids talk to me or watching their kids talk to me or watching how they communicate with me and vice versa, with or without, you know, smooth English, just exchanging thoughts and ideas and the kids getting excited or the teens or the adults getting excited about creating their art and getting their stories out there. That's what it was about. So to me, you know, I went there to meet people and that's what I did. I met the people, not their, their race per se, their culture or their religious belief, but the individuals. And then whatever happened, happened. And I remember when you came back that we had a conversation about how positive that experience was. And we came to the conclusion that we wanted to write something, especially for those Russian students who were uh, working with you 
on telling comic stories or telling adventure stories. And that led to uh, the idea of what became Trial by Fire and Trial by Ice. Um, well, actually, was- actually, do you remember we had an idea for doing some sort of a story, maybe an exchange or an interaction with the kids before I went over? And then what did happen, as you said, is, you know, we did a limited thing when I went over. But when we came when I came back, that did lead to this conversation. But I just find it funny that we really started thinking about doing some sort of storyline, probably because I went over in May the first time. So it must have been possibly March or April of 2017. Well, we you know, again, we're reacting to the purity of the the human creatives over there. And then we, when, when you'd come back, we wanted to do something. And um, I remember it being such a kind of sideways creation, you know? <laughs> you and I came up with the, 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 the tiniest, earliest pitches of ideas. And then we happened to mean it, mention them to Tim Fielder, uh, the <laughs> artist who has done the covers on the other Rapid Reads material, and he got jazzed as he does. And oh, yeah. Suddenly, boom, we had a cover before either of us had written the story. <laughs> That's right. I, I remember, you know, I had mentioned that he deals with, you know, a Russian coach after the Olympics. Suddenly, there's a cover, Blackjack looking as badass as usual. And over, I guess it's his left shoulder is this Russian with his arms crossed. That was my coach. Right. Named, and the beautiful backdrop. Yeah. And off we were. Yeah, he was in the background. And it was just, it, it's an amazing kind of behind the scenes thing where all three of us kind of fed on each other and off we went. For, for uh, we did have this long gestation period and oh, you God. spoke about yeah. that but but you did a whole episode on that, so I would rec- I would uh, refer people who want to hear that fascinating story to go to Alex's solo episode. Um, but let's talk about what our goals were for the piece, right? For me, um, I, I had spoken to you about a writing exercise that I was doing, where I wanted to put something that we would understand that Blackjack would react to, in this case, kids. And then put as many things between him and the kid's safety as I could. <laughs> so, so, that, so that we could really see Blackjack. And you didn't pull back. <laughs> we, I did, no, people read this. Oh, my God. Trial by Fire <laughs> is, is uh, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. But, yep. um one of the things that uh, uh, I was surprised at was that how well that formula worked because the kids kept being drawn to Blackjack and he kept doing for them. He could not speak to them because they're Russian and, and he, you know, he's not uh, fluent. He's not fluent in the language Uh, at all, (laughs) but there's this great uh, uh, development that goes on during just mounting danger and chaos and action. 
And you call it mounting. I, I, I felt more like, you know, you were hitting them with an avalanche somewhere in, in, in the Himalayas. <laughs> well, yeah, the exercise worked really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, and if Aaron ever gets his hands on you. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, I, you know, you have to read it. <laughs> the ending yeah, it, is the ending yeah. kind of makes it worthwhile. Um, now, what was your goal? Because. Uh, the stories have very different tones, although they're wrapped up. It's kind of like a, a Chris Ryan blackjack sandwich on Alex Simmons blackjack bread, because my story starts just a little while after the famed Alex Simmons, Jesse Owens story. And then at the end of mine, it goes heading right towards your story. So what was your goals in writing Trials by Ice? You know, it, it's it's funny because it was it was a two it's a twofold scenario. Um, I, I write a lot of times. I write the kind of adventures that you know that I love, obviously with the action and all that kind of thing. But I'm I'm also working through some human elements and and layering my character or revealing the layers of my character uh, more uh, or as much as I can because of certain stigmas that you know a lot of I feel African-American characters have gone through, especially men in the earlier days. Um, so Aaron, Aaron has a lot going on in his life. I mean, he is this man who's standing out against a lot, not even standing up against, but standing out at a time when, you know, blacks theoretically shouldn't or weren't supposedly weren't allowed to. He's doing all these phenomenal things, but he's also wrestling with, you know, what are his goals, his, what, what his family did or didn't complete, um, ethical choices he has, he takes, and and also some some old demons and things that he's wrestling with. So for me, whenever I do a story, I'm always trying to peel back that next one. Okay, so here's here's another one. Here's another little layer here. Here's something else you haven't wrestled with, or here's something you've been wrestling with. Let's explore it. So the story, you know, trial by ice was partly what happened to him in the Jesse Owens story, which I'm still working on. And then I, you know, segued into in reading and, and, and getting a sense of what was going on in your story. I segued in, into those elements and then pulled him into Russia. And really what he was carrying was the weight of the anger and frustration over some of the things that happened to him in the Owen story. Things that I know of, even though I haven't completely written the story yet. And some of that is the weight that, you know, black men faced at that time anyway and some of it is the unique and and despicable things that he had to face while over you know protecting jesse in nazi germany and um, i do reference some of the things he goes through uh in the jesse owens story in trial by fire and by mm -hmm. the way again in driven which has been out for a little what so it's a year yeah this, i tell you what um Blackjack may never forgive us for 1936. <laughs> we really owe him a, a deep apology for what we put him through, especially during Trial by Fire and Trial by Ice. And it's, it's bookended with the Jesse Owens story before it and Driven, which happens after it. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Do, uh, and, and, Jack, and have, Aaron, have, Aaron, I just want to apologize. 
<laughs> we we have to say this now, just for people who who have bought Driven already or who will go out and buy Trial by Fire and Ice. Uh, it's not that you have to read these things in order, because we make we're very careful to write a complete story. It has a beginning, middle, and end unto itself. But when you have the collection, <laughs> you yeah. know, Blackjack, nineteen thirty-six. When you have the full collection, you have this sweeping tale that really does take him from basically from from the United States to Germany, from Germ to, from Germany to Russia. And from Russia back to the States and then to the North Pole. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, <laughs> talk about seven league boots. But, you know, much like you can watch any one Star Wars movie, but if you watch the trilogy, it's a different story. It's the story of a young boy trying to redeem his father. But then if you mm. watch episodes one through six, it's the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. And then eventually, when we get all nine, we'll see it even further. But it's kind of like that. So you can pick up uh, Trial by uh, Fire, Trial by Ice, and enjoy them for a separate. Again, in the wider, as we put all the other pieces out. Uh, but yeah. we wanted, we really wanted to celebrate its publication. It was a long gestation. It was. Um, uh, a wild birth. <laughs> Painful and, at times. Uh, and I think I, I want to ask you a question though. Yeah. Cause I feel like, are you, are you, are you wrapping up? Cause I, I feel like I wanted to ask a couple of just insightful questions, you know, well, just go just, ahead. Okay. Then, so then we won't wrap up yet. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll do, we'll, yes, we'll do, we'll do uh, uh, he said, she said sort of thing here. I'm going to ask you and then you can ask me again, but the, I know that I went through some, some heavy, and, and again, it's in another episode, but I went through some, some challenges, some, some uh, personal or emotional challenges that, that affected the story or dealt, or, or in writing the story, you know, hit me in, in a certain way. And I'm just wondering, you, you wrote a, a, a potboiler adventure here with all kinds of things happening. And, and it could be read straight as, you know, that kind of adventure with, with just Action, 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 humor, people, action. But I know you, so I would ask what feelings, if any, I won't assume, but I'm going to assume anyway, what feelings or what nerves may have been touched or what was there a personal moment for you while working on this story? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. One, I see Blackjack as very, very close to Captain America. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up reading Captain America and the Falcon. Uh, I think even if you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that depiction of Captain America as someone who has rock-solid morals that he believes in that are the essence of the idea of America and how he tries to make his way through a world that doesn't always uphold the idea of America the way we were promised. Uh, Aaron Day, Blackjack, is very much that, but also African-American in a time when it was very difficult to be African-American. One of the great things about writing in 1936 is that I can write 
with those feelings underneath and they reflect 2018. I mm. mean, this is called trial by fire. And right now there's so many aspects of our life, our world that is just on fire. So the only thing that keeps me going is a, a belief that was instilled in me by my Republican conservative father and the age I grew up in, liberal, democratic, hippie, and the myths that I was taught, the American myths I was taught, all mixed together with a sense in my heart and soul that, you know, this is a, a world and a, a life and a, a country worth fighting for. And we're fighting for the future. So the kids became the metaphor, you mm. know. And, and then we were, I was very concerned about um, writing with Russian characters in Germany, in Russia. But when I clicked into the metaphor, you know, that, you know, right now, I mean, yes, there's a Russian investigation going on, but they're not our biggest enemy. We are our biggest enemy right now. The way we're defended, divided, the way we fight against each other, the questions that about what is, what is the real America, you know? And I believe in my heart and soul that in a deep center of our belief in what is the right thing to do will eventually win out. I'm not taking a side here politically. I'm talking about the idea of America. And trial by fire shows that. Blackjack is, for me, a, uh, an expression of the idea of America. And it doesn't matter who he's dealing with or whom he's dealing with. It matters that he's dealing with them as human beings, as people that have the right to dignity and safety. And that drove the entire story. Once and I it, didn't hold it is, back, yeah. <laughs> it got crazy. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the thing. And I'm glad to hear you say all of that, because, I mean, I know, I know uh, some of what you feel and think about all this. And, and again, neither one of us are going to go you know, into a political discussion now. Right. But what, what is important, and both of us have tried to teach to our various students, is you come from who you are. You come from what you believe or what you feel because that's what makes your adventure story different or your romance story or whatever different from the 3,700 other people who are writing similar genres. But for, for me, and for me, you know, it was, you know, there, there are boogeymen that, that haunt us all uh, from time to time. And betrayal is, is a big factor. You know, I feel that in, in, in the story that, that I will tell through uh, the Jesse Owens and some of the other things that have happened to Aaron. Um, he can, he feels betrayed at times. Mm -hmm. There are things that have happened that people have done that go very much against the code that he tries to live by, which is, you know, you, you have your family, you have your friends there. There is certainly in combat. There are people you're supposed to be able to depend on, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you, you set that in stone because it's, it's not just, Heart to heart, it's it's life and death sometimes. Yeah, but it's so not in when, stone anymore. And and that right. I think Jesse Owens and I think Trial by Ice really explore that. And so does Driven exactly. to a certain point. You know? Right. Well, see, but that's it. Because again, you, in in the end, at the end of each day, 
and I don't remember if you told me this about your father, but I do know at the end of each day, many of us should take a moment to question, where do we stand? What, what's, what, is, what are our ethical beliefs? What, what are we looking for? What are our goals? What are we fighting for or striving towards? If you don't want to use the, the aggressive word. What are we mm -hmm. striving towards? What are we trying to achieve? And for those of us who are parents, what are we trying to leave as a legacy for our kids? What are we trying to teach our kids? Because we know they are now stepping out into this mess and so forth. So Aaron, who doesn't have kids, right, doesn't have a family, but and all he's really got is memories of his family as, as a unit at the time that he had them. But now he's out there in the world on his own. Uh, he's got his sister back in the United States going through her things. When, when, a, when a, 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 I guess when a trust is broken, then, especially if it's life and death, it, it really hits home. But if it's deeper, if it's a connection of the heart or a friend, then, then it's, it's like, what do I do with this? Why, why shouldn't I just become, you know, the hardened warrior that so many of my brethren have become? Right. And, you know, why, don't, why do I try and hold on to anything that's supposedly, you know, higher or ethical or moral, you know, when, when the world does this? And I think that that was part of what I was dealing with yeah. when I was writing this story, because, you know, most of my life as a teenager and certainly as my adult life, at times, my way of doing things or my belief have been questioned by people, you know, much more upset than and, I am. And I think that, you know, one of the amazing things is that it's both these stories happen within, you know, maybe a week of each other in 1936. Underneath it, it's so 2018, you know. Yeah. And it's it's not political. These stories are American. And they're set. They're, they're even more than that. They're, they're set human. In Germany. They're set in Russia. Yeah, I agree that they're human stories, but I think that um, there's there's the surface adventure from both of them, and then there's underneath. I would add one other thing. This is a great example. We haven't really done this um, since Red Haze. No, Blackjack Shooters, uh, oh. where readers could read you and then read me and then read you and get two sides of the coin. You know, I think they're going to, that's another aspect that people can enjoy in trial by fire, trial by ice that there's, you know, there's the master, there's Alex Simmons and then there's, oh, it's, <laughs> and then there's the eternal students over here. Um, but you have, Again, it's it's definitely blackjack in both stories. It's recognizably blackjack, but there's just there's just a little different tone in both. It's like flipping a coin back and forth and seeing the heads and the tails. But um, again, we're celebrating the uh, the release. Uh, this has been long earned, and we really hope that. Um, people get uh, a chance to, or give it a chance and enjoy how we at long last have told these damn stories. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here. And, and by the way, keep your ear to, um, to our podcast here because I'm contemplating throwing in a little sweetener for those people who rush out and pick it up the moment uh, Amazon releases it to the world. I'm trying Which to think be of right about now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, I want I want to figure out how to make sure 
that the folks who, who bought at least the first batch of folks, I haven't said a number yet, the first batch of folks who bought it uh, get a little something extra. So I'm not quite sure what that is. And you and I should talk about that. Well, but, I'm in for that. So, yeah. sure. So you guys rush on out, pick it up. It's, it's going to be available, you know, very shortly, very, very shortly, matter of seconds. Uh, and in, uh, both um, uh, a book form, obviously, and also digital. So, you know. No reason not to get it and enjoy it, and no reason not to pick up the other rapid reads also, which, yeah. you know, they're out there and they're waiting for you. Go have some fun with the adventures and let us know as soon as you got the uh, trial by fire, trial by ice, and uh, maybe you'll be included in this mystery that Alex is cooking up. <laughs> okay, folks, thanks for listening. As always, Chris, great talking to you. Great talking to you, and, and really great working with you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, folks, you know we'll be doing it some more. So just just keep salivating because it's coming. Yeah, because okay. I have my own little secret that I'm cooking up. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Stay Bye-bye. tuned. Take care.